the Master Tavern Keeper's History of the Old World. And so, with the defeat, capture and sacrifice of Vigir the Sacrificer, Marco and his men were once more rich men, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, indeed, although the costs had been very high. Foremost amongst these was uh, Nampawa. The crew of Marco's ship, La Pintolaga, was now under half strength. Additionally, they had barely enough uh, gunpowder to shoot off a single cannon, and the mass and hull, too, had also been fractured and cracked in numerous places by the uh, devastation caused by the comet. Oh, and uh, the sails also had been torn to shreds. They were in a uh, pretty sorry state, to be honest. Fortunately, they had plenty of timber and uh, other useful materials with which to uh, conduct repairs in the form of the uh, beached longship of the fallen Chaos Champion. For one, the great north sail of this uh, vessel was still intact and this easily provided enough material for a new set of sails for the Tylian ship. Thus, with this aim in mind, Marco began to marshal his men. After the skink interpreter Huini Pachutli and his entourage had left with their prisoner and the stolen artifacts or axolotl, Marco and my grandpapa began uh, talking in earnest about repairing their ship as well as their fortunes. With a uh, strategy in place, my grandpapa had the men count and sort the two large baskets of pearls that the uh, lizard men had brought with them. He tasked the men with uh, dividing the pearls up by size and quality. Although, truth be told, neither he nor Marco actually cared that much. But uh, rather, they wanted the others uh, occupied and out of the way whilst they inspected the uh, wrecked longship. Marco was looking for something, and uh, he did not want any of his men to find it before he did. Once he had uh, searched the ship, he intended to uh, let his men loose on the wreck for salvage. Oh, really? What, pray tell? Ah, yeah, yeah, but of course... Now, if you recall, in the aftermath of the uh, explosion of water caused by the uh, comet, the skink interpreter Huinipachutli had enticed Marco to come to the wreck of Vegia's kingship by dropping an unusual green gem into the boat from his pterodon. Marco had been watching the skinks that had swarmed over the beach boat very closely and had noticed that none amongst them had retrieved the uh, curious item. Marco wanted it.
he and my grandpapa clambered onto the north boat. The sun was high in the sky now, and the midday heat was beginning to dry out the boat. My grandpapa said that, as he stood upon the boat, he remembered thinking that it had only been a mere six hours earlier that they had all been woken by the bell from the watchtower, alerting them to the uh, three passing north ships. How quickly things can change in such a short space of time. Ah, indeed. Even the heaviest candle, possessed of the finest wick, can be snuffed out in but a moment by nothing more deadly than a passing breeze if the wind so blows. There are no constants in life apart from the surety that change will come. And it is a wise man that embraces that. Fear of change is a disease that plagues the weak and keeps them in their place. Think on this, neophytes. Ah, yeah, yeah. Well said, Master Tavernkeeper. With that in mind, I had best get back to my tale whilst I uh, still draw breath. There is certainly a wind outside, and I would uh, not like my uh, candle to be suddenly snuffed out. <laughs> ah, touché. Zoviso, my grandpapa and Marco now began their search of the boat in earnest. If you recall, the North ship's mast had been split and cracked by one of the uh, Tylean's cannonballs, but it uh, still remained connected to the ship by the ropes that attached it to the sail and hull. The sail uh, now covered the entire hull of the boat. The two men cut the ropes and peeled the sail away as they inspected the wreck. Beneath, the hull space was partially filled with seawater, within which were strewn the bloated, drowned bodies of Vegir's bondsmen and huskerls, who had been trapped by the falling sailcloth, broken mast and other debris. Each corpse swarmed with sandflies, biting midges and other even nastier beach bugs. Also, many of the uh, Norse sailors had open wounds and within these, vicious, tiny, crab-like creatures fed on the carcasses. Marco turned to my grandpapa to speak. But before he did, he uh, tied a handkerchief over his mouth and nose to create a uh, makeshift mask. I don't think the object Huynie Pachutli dropped is uh, here. It couldn't have gotten through the sailcloth. My grandpapa gave a uh, fervent nod as he too tied a uh, handkerchief over his mouth. Let's leave this... uh abattoir for our men to sort through, eh? I think we should investigate the stern of the boat. The stern of the ship had been the seat of Vegir's throne of skulls. This too had been shattered by a cannonball, and sharp bone shard had embedded itself into the woodwork and surrounding huskars alike. 
the crater of bone left behind was sprayed in Vigir's blood uh, where he had um, lost his leg to the uh, projector. And uh, forming a halo around uh, the point of impact, pieces of armor and uh, the broken weapons of his guards were strewn hither and thither. My grandpapa and Marco poured over this area, searching for the green gem, but uh, to no avail. Finally, hot, tired and thirsty, the two pulled out a uh, gourd of lizardmen vine and uh, each took a long, large swig. As Marco did so, he leant back on the uh, great Norse drum that had been thrown to the back of the boat. Its skin ripped and torn. As he did so, the drum immediately collapsed in on itself, and for the second time that afternoon, Marco fell on his behind. As Marco sat there, vine dripping down his face, he felt something... Uh, hard pressing against his uh, buttocks. He quickly stood and saw the object of their search. The green gem of Lustria. And he grabbed it with both his hands. <laughs> you cannot outsmart me, Winnie Patrickly. I have your gem. Marco held the gem up high to catch the afternoon sunlight. It was a curious thing that had been carefully carved into the shape of a uh, serpent's tongue. It uh, thrummed with power, and as Marco held it, he could feel his senses sharpening. At that very moment, a large sandfly dove towards Marco, intent on making a meal of his blood. Without even thinking, Marco drew his sword and, in an instant, cleaved the insect in two. For the second time that day, my grandpapa spat out a mouthful of lizardman vine that he had been drinking in surprise. Marco smiled and brought up the gem to more closely inspect it. It was uh, smoothly finished, apart from the back. As he uh, rubbed his fingers over it, he felt indentations cut into it. He again held it up to the uh, sunlight and saw Bretonian script carved into it. Merci. In point of fact, Marco had not outsmarted the interpreter, Huini Pachutli, at all. In full knowing, the skink had left the gem as a uh, gift, knowing that uh, Marco alone would be able to retrieve it. Marco sighed and rubbed the back of his head. <sighs> Frederick. Let's call the men together. It is a time to tear this shipwreck apart. We have a boat to fix. Mm -hmm.